0: Well, welcome back. My guest today is Robin Eckhart, and Robin is the author of the new cookbook, Istanbul and Beyond, Exploring the Diverse Cuisines of Turkey. And Robin's work has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and Food and Wine. Her blog, Eating Asia, was selected as top food blog by Savor and the London Times. And Robin and her husband, David Hagerman, currently live in Malaysia. They've just released this new cookbook, like I said, Istanbul and Beyond. David Hagerman is actually a very well-known photographer as well. He has photographed around the world for uh, Travel and Leisure, Savor, and the New York Times. And he did the photographs in this cookbook, which is, are just absolutely amazing. So um, I have to admit, I don't know a lot of, about, about Turkish cuisine, but I'm going to find out a lot today, I, I believe. So thank you, Robin, for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, Laurie.
0: So it was really the the cradle of civilization. Really, the whole world at one point really revolved around that area of the world. And has it become a lost art that's, that's just being found again, The Cuisine, or is it just something that that Americans are rediscovering?
1: Um, yes, you're right. Uh, Istanbul, especially, was kind of where you know Asia and Europe met during capital of the Ottoman Empire, uh, a trading port, um, flavors arriving from all over the world. It's not no, it's not a lost cuisine. Um, I think that that. Not lost, but perhaps undiscovered or unexplored sufficiently, um, as far as i 'm concerned are the are the flavors of Turkey beyond istanbul and that 's really what uh, David and I tried to do with this book is is ground people in um, these flavors from istanbul these some of these dishes from istanbul with with, with which people may be familiar, but also take them beyond Istanbul to the eastern half of the country, where uh, cuisines are diverse, where they're very closely tied to the land, and where they're very closely tied to the climate, and where they're very seasonal. Um, so that's what we're trying to do, is kind of expand the idea of what Turkish food is among Americans.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the only real experience I've had with I was born and raised in Southern California, so pretty much we ate Mexican food. Every day, um, there wasn't a lot of Turkish establishments around at that time. And when I was growing up in San Diego, but my husband was in the uh, Air Force Reserve, and they were deployed frequently to Turkey. And he would come back, and he would talk about the meals that they had, and how culturally different it was, even just basic sharing a meal. But then all of the spices and ingredients and flavors that were found in that he couldn't find, he, he wanted me to experience that as well. But when he came back to the States, we could never find anywhere that was, of course, it's probably never as good as having it right there. And you've had that experience of having food all over Turkey, but but he could never find anything to really compare to what he was experiencing over there. Have, have you found that to be true as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, he if he was in the Air Force, maybe he was at Inderlik, which is in the southeast, or maybe he was on the Black Sea, or he might have been on Izmir, which is in, on the west coast. Um, I don't really know why, and I'd be interested to know why, but Turkish restaurants in the United States, you know, they may be very, very good, but about 95% of them do not. Offered dishes that go beyond those sort of familiar kebabs, a few meze or dips or small plates, maybe some bread and and baklava for dessert. Um, And, yeah, I mean, there is just so much more to food in Turkey than those dishes, and I'm sure that he he probably did experience, he may even have had some of the dishes that are in the book. Um, And I actually hear that from a lot of people who um, either are married to guys who were men or women who were stationed in Turkey or who themselves were stationed, that, um, wow, you know, I, I'm seeing things in this book that remind me of, of the food that I ate during that time in Turkey.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, it's it's such a big country turkey it's not as big as the united states but still for that area of the world it's a very large country and so it borders greece so there's a a greek influence that that can come in if you're on one side and bulgaria and then to the other side you have uh russia and syria and iraq so it it is sort of like the united states in the fact that we the south and with southwest and the east and you have these regional cuisines if if people kind of think of it like that
1: yeah, I think what's what's different, it, it is sort of like the U.S. It's sort of like the U.S. Is if you took the U.S. and you kind of squished it so that it was about half half of its current size, but you kept all of the topography that currently exists. The thing with Turkey is you can drive six hours and go from, you know, a completely Mediterranean climate and cuisine with lots of olive oil and pomegranates and chilies and fresh herbs, and six hours or seven hours north, you're in a completely different terrain. It's north-central Anatolia. There's a lot of lamb. There's grains. You don't have the use of olive oil. You don't have pomegranates. You don't have a lot of fresh tomatoes. Um, it's sort of like if you if you were able to drive, you know, San Diego to uh, Seattle in six hours, so that 's what's what 's really interesting about turkey is is as a you know food traveler is not only these influences from all of the countries that border it Georgia and Armenia and you know Iraq and syria um and you know greece on on the west side, but also the fact that you can you can change cuisine so radically in sh- such a short amount of time simply because the topography varies so greatly.
0: Well, you really tried to lay out a story, I I felt, in in the cookbook and introducing us to all of that, kind of that trip across Turkey. And and you really laid it out beautifully. And I will say that the photographs were really amazing. A lot of times when people take pictures of uh, a lot of competing colors, It'll mute out the whole picture. Um but right. these he did a really great job of capturing each ingredient perfectly in the dish and allowing it just to jump off the page at you and just really shine. I mean, it just comes across. I mean, I I, I really wanted to let you know what a fantastic job the photography was, which I'm sure you know being married to him, but it was it was yeah. really amazing.
1: I don't want to put words in David's mouth, but I think that he would say that, you know, photographing Turkish dishes, you don't have to work real hard to make them attractive because it just, you know, a Turkish table laden with dishes is just in and of itself um Colorful and beautiful and mouthwatering. Um, I think what he what he really worked at too is trying to give context for the dishes. He's as he would say he's less interested in photographing the final dish than in ph- photographing how it got to be the final dish, the people who made it, the the land that it came from, the the, the ingredients in their place, and that sort of thing. But thank you. Yep.
0: You have spent a lot of time in, in this area of the world. What made you want to kind of focus in on, on Turkey when you started this, this particular project?
1: Oh, um, well, this is kind of a, a labor of love It's of a, a long-term passion that David and I have had for Turkey since our first visit in 1998. Um And at the time, during our first visit, when we fell in love with Turkey and I decided to study Turkish soon after at uh, UC Berkeley, um, we were both doing other things. I was a Ph.D. student um, studying political science, and he had a corporate job. We were both freelancing as photographer and food writer by the end of – by around 2010, and we returned to Turkey after a lull of about an absence of about eight years and immediately felt that pull again. It's kind of inexplicable. I sort of, I say that it's a lot like falling in love with a person. How can you explain why you feel so strongly towards a place the first time you set foot there? But that's how we felt about Turkey. And then at that point we were able to say, look, let's, we have the freedom. We have the time. Let's, let's really work at getting to know this country better. And then the book sort of followed from there
0: who is coming when you're doing your book signings and, and and people are are buying the cookbook who's the main audience who who's studying cuisine is it young turks who 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 want to know their their family history or, or how uh food was made or is it people like in in our case who who've been there from time to time but haven't been able to find something or is it uh new people just wanting to learn um how to have this cuisine in in their home.
1: That's what's been so cool about the book tour um, is that I've been able to meet people who are responding to the book and they are all of those people. I mean, I've, there have been um, young Turks who say, oh my gosh, this is, and older Turks, this is the food I grew up with. I'm, you know, my mother is from out east or my, you know, my father's from the Black Sea. And I just, I, it moved me so much to see these dishes included in a cookbook. And then there are people who are like, I've, tra- I tra- I've traveled to Turkey. I've been to Istanbul. I never got beyond Istanbul, but I fell in, lo- in love with Turkey and I love the food. And it's those people. And then there are also people who have actually said things to me like, a couple, a woman who came to my demo in Ann Arbor a couple uh, last week said, "I never even knew that food like this existed, but you know, after looking at the book and tasting, you know, the dishes from your demo, I am so excited to get into the kitchen." So it's really just it's people who know Turkey, people who don't know Turkey, people who are Turkish who aren't Turkish, who are young, who are you know middle aged, who are older who are millennials. I it's, um, it's really heartening and very exciting to see the response across the board to the book.
0: I, I can imagine. It doesn't seem like Turkish cuisine is overly complicated.
1: No, not at all. And I think that's what's been surprising a lot of people who didn't know Turkish food before who had never made it before is like there are a lot of very simple dishes in the book that are perfect week weeknight meals. There are some more kind of projecty dishes that you do if you have three or four hours on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, And there are a lot of dishes in there that don't require ingredients that you can't get at you know, your local grocery store. I mean, tomato paste is a major ingredient in Turkish cuisine uh, and a very important ingredient, and you can use Italian tomato paste. It's not a big deal. So there are dishes in there that you can just go to your grocery store, you'll find the ingredients, and you can go home and have the dish on the table in 45 minutes.
0: Well, and there's – no better time for this to be coming out because winter's settling in we actually had snow here today in the pacific northwest oh, all over my gosh. and so i think people oh, are, wow <laughs> yeah so it's going to be cold when you come we'll talk about that because okay. robin is yeah. be coming to seattle here shortly uh dress, dress appropriately uh but okay. yes it actually snowed today but um so when that happens we all run inside and there's new music that comes out and new TV shows that are developed and new cooking that is, is being done. And, and because so much, that's why we're all, everyone's so creative, uh, because we're yeah. kind of forced in, <laughs> you know, inside and we have to come up with something entertaining. And cooking is one of our favorites. Seattle has really become a food city, and we have lots of foodies here, and we love to have cookbooks and share cookbooks and talk food and photograph food and, and look at photographs of food <laughs> and, and, and talk to people like yourself who are really on the front line of that, um, bringing those, those new experiences right to us. And I want to talk about that you are coming to Seattle. You'll be here November 8th through the 10th, and so I wanted to talk Great. about where you're going to be and, and uh, what we can expect.
1: Um, I'm going to be at teaching um, a hands-on cooking class focused on the foods of two Turkish coasts, the Mediterranean and um, the Black Sea, and that will be at the pantry on uh, Wednesday evening, the 8th, I believe, and then I'm doing a lunch class on Friday the 10th. Um, those actually sold out really quickly, but there is a waiting list, so a couple people okay. have, I know have gotten in by Putting their name on the waiting list, and then I'm going to be at um, the Book Larder on uh, Thursday evening with David. We'll be showing beautiful photos from the book and some outtakes that didn't make it into the book. And um, they'll be doing, they'll be serving a bite from the book, and and I'll be signing books and just meeting meeting people who are into Turkish food. And the that's court-hood. the
0: tenth at the Book Larder.
1: Um, let's see if I have my dates right. It is
0: the 9th thursday the night oh the night at the bookmark. thursday the, in the evening okay. got it yeah okay so you have something going on every day and sometimes twice in one day so
2: you're yeah, going I to do. be busy yes. we'll
0: try to <laughs> get as many people we're looking for something to do it's that time of the year we we, we can't wait and food is right up our alley so and is, there's is some there great already
1: cold weather dishes yeah
0: well, there's something for everyone because, like you said, with with the diverse cuisine of Turkey, there's stuff that comes in from the ocean. There's there's seafood. There's um, lamb. Meat. A lot of lamb was used. A lot of uh, meats. Lamb, beef, and, and I also I love dill, and I love to see ways I can always incorporate dill. And I and I notice because I just wish I could put dill in everything. Actually, for me, but <laughs> I love um, it too. <laughs> and there's a lot of recipes in here for if if you're a dill lover, a mint lover, uh like I am too. Mint is just not for mojitos people. Um it's uh <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 there's there's a lot of great dishes that have mint and dill and, and all kinds of different uh flavors that that, that we love so much are in these recipes. Yes, and there's great stuff. There's stuff for vegetarians too, which is nice. And we have those. We have a lot of vegetarians, would be, want to be vegetarians, or half vegetarians. And um, so there really is something for everyone. It's really an outstanding, beautiful book, and it's available now. It's it's available wherever books are sold. And then Robin and her husband will be here in Seattle the eighth through the tenth to put all of that information up on our website. So thank you, Robin, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I am going to tackle a few of these and see if I could. uh, have a critic with with my husband because he's actually been there but uh I, I think we can we can try these with the weather so i'm i'm looking forward to it. that's great thanks for having me on the show laurie no i i really appreciate it and uh welcome welcome to seattle and bundle up <laughs> okay i'll bring my winter coat <laughs> okay all right i will talk to you soon And maybe maybe we make it out over the diverse cuisines of Turkey. And how fun was that? Let's get cooking. I mean, winter's coming, it's cold. Let's make some good dishes and not bore ourselves to death. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back.
2: We were running all the stops